Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Adopting and Fostering Home podcast. Wherever you are on your fostering or adopting journey, we're here to provide the resources and tools you need. And I think today's guest will be a great source of encouragement to you. Now, for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, you know that I believe adoption is a lifelong journey of faith and trust. It's, it's a call to meet a child in their deepest need and, and just wrap the love of Christ around them, just like he did for us, like he did for all of us when he saved us and he called us into his family. And remember, God is not calling out the perfect to answer this call, but those who will take the first just... As we've talked about so many times, the first faithful step of obedience, filling out one piece of paper, saying yes to one thing, and offer up their lives for another. It's given our family for a child. So today, meet Savannah and Robbie Alderman. Now, they responded to God's call, and they offered their new marriage, their new house, their hopes for the future, their entire life to the care of three little beautiful girls. And they opened their hands and they said, Lord, we don't have any kids yet. And so we trust you to build our family as you desire. It's a great story. And I know you'll be encouraged to hear how all of this played out. So welcome, Savannah and Robbie Alderman. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Yes. Thank you for having us on. Oh, great. Now, guys, I know you were just kind of minding your business, <laughs> doing your thing <laughs> before the girls came home. What What were you doing? Like, what did life look like? Where do y'all serve and work? And what was going on in your lives before the girls came home? Yeah, so at um, we got married June of 2016. So when we started the process of adoption, we were about two years into our marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, At that time, we lived just south of Nashville in a little town called Thompson Station. Um, I was serving as um, a full-time pediatric occupational therapist. And Robbie? I was working in sales with a company here in Franklin. Mm, Gotcha. And, and uh, well, and I was also working at a church too. I, I shouldn't leave that out. No, no, yeah, because I thought Robbie, you were you were helping a church plant, right, at the time. And yes, yes, okay. Yep. Yeah, at the time I was I was part time. I'm I'm the worship director there, and so uh, I was part time and working in sales um, back in back in those days. I'm now full time there, so I do that. I do that full time. Man, that's great, and I loved. I've got to get online and listen a little bit. Uh, and you guys are just doing a great job. And so, how did adoption came up in your relationship? You, uh, I understand this. I was there. I fully get it. But it came up really early in your relationship, and so. Um, how did how did you begin to take that like you talk you know how you do you like you talk about it for a while and then you finally do something tangible what that look like for you guys yeah so this is this is a crazy story um, but we we were probably on our third or fourth date at a, a Starbucks in Franklin Tennessee and the subject of adoption came up and that was kind of the moment we knew I mean very early into our dating relationship we, that was kind of the moment we kind of had this like eye-opening, oh boy, I think we're going to get married um, moment. And so, you know, long story short, we got we got married and those conversations continued, but it wasn't until uh, 2018, my, uh, my worship leading experience and my band, we got called to lead a, uh, to lead worship for a, a camp of missionary students in Taiwan. Oh, and wow. 
Yeah, and so um, do you want to you want to? Yeah, pick up from here? I mean, I think at that point, Rob and I travel has always been part of our hearts and part of our story. And I had traveled um, to so many different places, not only just for missions, but just for enjoyment. And so when we got the call to go to Taiwan, and Robbie got asked to be the worship pastor, and they asked me to be recreation director, it was a very quick yes for us. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, we knew we wanted to start the adoption process, knowing that it could take two months or two years. And so we were just kind of praying through what that looked like for us. And so at the time of the trip, we had moved into our house, I think, eight days earlier. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> oh, either wow. that week or a week later. So we we were packing up Taiwan with boxes all in our living room we had yet to unpack and um, had just been praying through, you know, now we have this house and we have extra bedrooms and, you know, however you want to fill them, Lord, we're open to that. And mm. so we didn't, we didn't quite know that he would fill them so rapidly, <laughs> um, but we were open to whatever he called for us. And so we went to Taiwan at that point, um, had been praying through where we would adopt from. We definitely felt like international adoption was our calling. Um, the problem was I was pretty young at that time and we had just been married two years. And so a lot of international countries are, um, pretty rigid with their qualifications for adoption. And so we were too young and not married long enough for most international countries. Yeah. And Taiwan wasn't even really on our radar or, or not just Taiwan, but but uh, Eastern Asia in general um, wasn't really on our radar. And so but like Savannah said, a lot of the places we were looking at had requirements where you had to be married for five plus years right. and both be over 30. And um, at the time I had just turned uh, or I was 27 and a half and she was 25. So we were we were not anywhere near the the requirements for for those places. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. when we that first the first day we were in Taiwan for this mission trip, we the lady that was kind of directing us all week, we got a conversation about her son and I found out that he was in occupational therapy in Taiwan. And so we had a quick connection because I was like, that's what I do. Like, let's yeah. talk about yeah. it. Um, and as we kind of built that connection, she then informed us that he was adopted from Taiwan. And so um, it just felt like the Lord literally just like placed her in our lives to open up the door to Taiwan adoption. And so we quickly started asking some questions. It just felt like this huge peace came over us mm. and about... Three weeks after we came back, I had um, just a series of events that led us confirmation that that was where we should put all of our eggs and want that basket and kind of pursue Taiwan adoptions. Yeah. Oh, I, you we, know, and, and that's just such, you know, it's how the Lord works, like cl- doors close, right. doors open, doors close. And then you just get, I truly believe, I, and I get that, that even though you don't, you really don't have any answers to your questions yet. But he just gives you that piece that, okay, you you know, like, move forward. This is the way we're going to go. Exactly. Yeah. And just, I mean, even the fact that she was the person that was directing yeah. that camp that week. I mean, I just think the Lord puts people and timelines in our life. Yep. For, because his purpose is, is so good and so much better than what we could ever see. And so the fact that, like, I, we had to look up where Taiwan even was on a map. And now <laughs> it is. It's one of our favorite places. Of course. Yeah, now it's integral to our family. Of course, it's just yeah. such a cool way of the Lord just bringing that full circle for us. Yeah. And that was one of the things, too, with Taiwan. We, we fell in love with everything about the country while we were there, too. The, the people, the way they respect and treat each other, mm. just the scenery of the country is beautiful. It's, it's mountainous, but also tropical. And so um, it's, it's a beautiful place to live. The food, the language, it was just we fell in love with it while we were there. Oh, wow. That's, that's so fun. What a sweet part of your story. And, and just uh, for the girls, too, for their heritage right. to be so honored. Yes. That's so important. So, 
did you request a sibling group? <laughs> so, no, we did not. We, um, re- we had talked about being open to a sibling group up to two kids. We said, we know if, if a brother and sister, two sisters needed a family, we would be open to that, but that wasn't our intention at all. And so we actually, about three months after we started the process, got matched with a little 13-month-old boy in Taiwan. And so we quickly felt like, man, the Lord is just putting everything in front of us. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so smooth, which is hilarious because when is adoption ever smooth? Right. Um, but he put it in front of us, and we were like, we've only been married two years. He's only 13 months. This is just perfect for us. And mm-hmm. so about six weeks later, we found out that the match fell through. And at the time, it felt oh. so much like an emotional miscarriage yes. for us. Like when I'm trying yeah. to describe people, I'm like, it felt, you know, I don't, I will, I haven't had experience of a physical miscarriage, but it felt emotionally just yes. like it was pulled out from beneath us. Mm. And so six weeks, we grieved you had that six ma- weeks after. Oh, mm, that's hard. Yeah. So mm. we kind of, I, I grieved that a lot. Um, and just at that point just felt very closed off to waiting children and felt like we were just going to wait until, a referral we was placed in our lap, lap, and we didn't have to have this whole waiting game. Um, and again, the Lord's plan is always better. And so after I had kind of said, Lord, like, I'm just going to wait. Six weeks later, we saw a picture of our oldest on a waiting child advocacy page. Um, then found out that she had two little sisters. Oh. And so I jokingly sent it to my husband. I said, okay, Rob, like, wouldn't we be crazy to pursue three little girls? Oh, they're so um, precious. Oh, my goodness. They are. I mean, even thinking back to their pictures then and where they are now, I'm oh, like, I just, yes. I don't I don't think we ever imagined three, but it was so clear when we saw our oldest's picture, like, there was something about them yeah. that stood out to us. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that was the, that was the thing for me. I, I got the picture from Savannah and, and she, you know, mentioned that she kind of, like not jokingly, but she kind of sent it to me expecting me to say no. And I saw their picture and immediately thought, Oh, oh my gosh, those are our daughters. Oh, like that. Wow. Those are that's, I, <laughs> I don't know if, if this match will fall through, but we at least have to inquire about yes. them and, and ask the questions and, and pursue them yeah. because they, they just, we, we fell in love with them immediately. Oh, you guys, you five look like you just were always meant to be together when I see a picture of you all. And I just love seeing how your extended family just, they have just surrounded you all. It's just been it's just been amazing. But they are the cutest three. I'm telling you, <laughs> they so. are. They really they are. <laughs> I, I, I hope to meet them one day. I really do. But I, I just rem- I just remember those days when you get that picture and you just, you know, I, I remember having uh, one child's picture on our refrigerator for a long time and everything was going well and it just fell through, you know. And yes. the Lord really used that, like you said, Savannah, for me to just pull back and say, okay, Lord, I'm just going to wait on your timing. And we control nothing in adoption, right? Yep. And I think, I mean, I think if I had controlled that situation, like I would have missed out on so many cool opportunities Mm. because Mm -hmm. now as going from zero to three, I think we just have the ability to speak into other parents' lives that feel way over their head, very overwhelmed. And just knowing that like, if, if you feel called to the Lord's going to equip you to do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. 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 And I think too, parenting is overwhelming. Like it's not just <laughs> whether you have one or three or, or seven, um, the, the concept of raising a child and, and keeping them safe, but entrusting them to ultimately God's protection for yeah. them, trying to raise them in, in the ways, you know, that, that we believe the Bible says, uh, they're to be raised. 
um, you know, <laughs> yeah. helping them learn how to learn from failure. It's just, it's a crazy thing anyways. And so the number of kids, um, it, it, not that it doesn't matter, but it also, I, I think is, it becomes very clear to each situation right. and each family, um, what you can manage and what you can handle. Uh, and, and a lot of times that's based on what, what God says you can handle and how, how he helps you through those things. Well, and speaking of what you can handle, I don't think you guys saw a pandemic coming down the pike when you were trying <laughs> to go get your girls. And so uh, that's when I f- kind of first found out about your story is uh, right before you're getting ready to travel and um, uh, just, you know, heard heard a lot about it. And so just began to follow your story. And I'm like, you're going to sit in a hotel room in Taiwan and quarantine. I mean, <laughs> tell us how this how this worked, because it could I'm sure there were days when you were just a little overwhelmed it was it was a process and so we i guess at the time that the march 2020 the pandemic was happening we were waiting for news about our court date so at that point we were planning to travel at any point for our court date um and so because of the pandemic our process got pushed back quite a bit we ended up traveling um october of 2020 so about six months later and looking back i mean i can't imagine not having a whole month in taiwan because we don't know mm, any different that's but right it was such an emotional month for me more than robbie i would think he kind of saw it as like well this is fun like yeah. a whole month of <laughs> travel and reading and yeah i i really enjoyed like the two weeks of solitude um and and just being able to kind of think and process like i tried to imagine how many parents get that opportunity to take you know, two weeks in almost complete isolation. I, thankfully, we had each other, um, but two weeks in complete isolation, and then a, a third week of traveling the country and experiencing their culture and their food, and and doing that before we even met the girls, and then that fourth week being able to do that with them. I, I feel like is a very rare uh, baby moon, for lack of a better yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it wasn't ideal. So we had to. Um, we had to be in a hotel room for 15 days, fully quarantined. We actually had to have two separate hotel rooms because in case one of the other got sick, uh, we could finish out the adoption. So 15 days in quarantine. And then a week after that, it was called self-health management. So we couldn't meet the girls. We had to wear a mask everywhere, but we were able to be in country and just monitor our symptoms. But ended up being such a blessing because we were able to travel and learn and we already knew some of Taiwan, but we got to see the parts that we hadn't explored yet. Um, Which I mean, now is just amazing because we have pictures of us, you know, having a lantern and riding all over it and sitting in the sky. We have pictures of the mountains and different places. So our girls can see the parts of their country that they may not have ever experienced before. Oh yeah. Oh, they're going to treasure those pictures, and it gives you so much to talk about with the girls as they get older and as they begin to process their story. Because, you know, it comes in seasons, and as they, you know, as they begin to process all that, it's going to give you so much connection with them. And so, you know, what seemed like, oh, my goodness, how do we afford this? It's going to be, you know, it's just too much. It's just a really high hurdle here. You've just... You've, you've turned it for the best and for to help for the, you know, for the girls' story. So I think that's just great. And uh, watching you all do it, do it, it, watching you all do that, it made, you made it look seamless. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad that you thought. Yeah, that. yeah, you really <laughs> did. Uh, well, you just handled it with such grace. And, um, and then by the fourth, so the fourth week you get the girls. And how did that, um, 
How did that go when you first got the girls? Oh, I, I still have a lot of feelings about that week. Um, so I had a lot of emotions leading up to that week, but me and the girls for me felt like an instant connection. Um, you know, I think one of the beautiful, beautiful parts about Taiwan is that we were able to Skype the girls leading up to meeting them yeah. in person. And so we had, I think five or six different Skype meetings, some, all three of them together, some individual, we'd, be skyping our kids until midnight some nights because we have at each hour with each each girl but I think that played a big role into our connection too so I think my I like I look back at that day of meeting them and just feel a flood of emotions and just that realization like one minute I don't have them and the next they're in my arms yeah. um I just I just don't think that you can ever like I don't even know describe it it's hard to describe because mm. it was such a crazy moment and so for me Girls bonded pretty quick with me, pretty fast. I think um, they had a birth mom in their lives. They had experienced love. They experienced care. Um, not always in the healthiest way, but they knew what it was like to attach. And so I think that really benefited them. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. I, I would say within you know a couple of days, um, my middle was especially, she attached very quickly to me. My oldest came right after. And then our youngest took a little bit longer, but she definitely preferred me out of the two of us. Right. Well, that's, still does. yeah, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, I don't, and you know, Robbie just um, kind of putting you on the spot here, but I don't think yeah. sometimes parents are always prepared for their, for their children, you know, when they, when they join the home like that to attach to one parent more quickly than the other. And we, we really need to get this out in the open because right. you got to be the adult in the room. And yep. Kevin, I've been in through it. We've been through it three times, twice with grandchildren. And so let's prepare families for this normal process, right? So they're not hurt yeah. or discouraged. So your story is a little different with attaching with the girls. Mine is, it's, it's tremendously different. I, and, and using that word prepare, like I wasn't sure how or what to prepare for. Mm. Um, you know, we had, I had read a bunch of books, um, uh, uh, Meg Meeker's, uh, strong fathers, strong daughters. I read that, uh, and loved that book, but then like our social worker, some of the trainings that we went to, um, everyone was preparing me for, Hey, they're not going to immediately bond to you just because you're the man they've they've not had a man in their life um even their care workers at the orphanage were were women and so mm. um this this not only that but i am significantly taller than the majority <laughs> of the people in taiwan um, yeah. I'm, I'm six foot three yeah. 250 pounds and so like i'm a large man a large white man large white man <laughs> and um and so I, I remember thinking like we were we were on our way to the orphanage that morning to meet them for the first time. And I remember thinking like, oh, gosh, did I not did, did I not prepare enough for this? Mm. Like, am I should I be feeling more like should I be because I, I don't remember what emotion I was feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember writing down later, probably a few months later, like it. I think my lack of clarity on what I was feeling was because there was such a disturbance of emotion, almost mm. a hurricane of emotion. Yeah. Um, of fear, sadness, joy, excitement, mm -hmm. uh, trepidation, and all of these different things <laughs> that, yeah. that, you know, at the heart of it, were just ultimately terrifying. And so when we, when we met the girls for that first time, um, you know, I, I, I do think I knew like, okay, I, I'm going to need to give them a few minutes. Um, and so we did, they went, they went straight for straight for Savannah to give her a hug. And I just kind of, 
I kind of sat there and took it all in. Uh, and then our oldest actually did come up to me. I had my hands out for a hug and she didn't give me a hug, but she just kind of like lightly placed her hands in my hands, mm. um, which was a really sweet moment. That is it was, so and, sweet. And, yeah. And it did, it did kind of set the stage for our relationship. We are, she is a daddy's girl. Yeah. Um, and, and in the, in the year and a half that we've been home, I mean, we, we ride bikes together, we play piano together, we, we play basketball together. We just have a very special bond that was, um, uh, inaugurated at that moment, oh, I guess. Yeah. And so, but the younger two, I mean, our, our middle daughter, um, she was, I don't think she was scared of me, but I certainly think there was some like some trust or some, some, you know, fear, uh, hesitation. hesitation, that's a better word. Um, hesitation with me, uh, that took her probably about a month to, to really like truly feel safe with me. Um, and as far as a special moment with her, I mean, this was a couple months ago in this school year, she actually, what was it? I have it up in my office. It was like a, like my dad is my hero, um, thing that she drew. And so that was really special. Oh. For me. <laughs> but just as far as like getting it out there and talking about parents who are going through this or thinking about going through this, like our youngest daughter, we, we are, she has certainly, I think bonded to me now. Uh, and, and, and it took her a lot longer, but there are still some moments mm -hmm. that are very difficult yes. with us, mm -hmm. uh, and, and still very hard for me. And just like, even, even the fact that she will want a grandfather more or a friend from church or mm -hmm. like want to be held by other people and not want to be held by me is very difficult. And I'll, I'll be honest, there have been moments where I, I am, I do not rise above it and mm -hmm. I do not uh, act like the adult and I, I, I get really grumpy about it and really defensive and, and, and try to justify it with like, you know, I, I just do all the things that I shouldn't do um, as a parent. But, but ultimately I know that our, our relationship is good and she does love me. It's just taking longer with her. And so. Mm. That is, I, I, that is so normal. Yeah. <laughs> if yes. I could just speak into that, it is just, it is just so incredibly normal. And we've had it go both ways at our house. And, you know, you it, it's really a refining process for the parent. It really right. is. And it, is. It, it, it allows the Lord, you just, you just trust him with it. And, um, and it comes in seasons, you know, you can kind of see you become the favorite of, a, of another one in a few years, you know, and, yes. and yeah. things change. And so, um, yeah, you have explained it, Robbie, as best I've ever heard a dad share it. And mm. I just think that is fantastic. And, and, and just to keep showing up, keep being the yeah. adult in the room. And we do fail. You know, there are times we have yeah. little setbacks. It's just the pain hurts, you know, yes. because you just adore them so much. You know, you give your life for them. And you just, that little sting of feeling a little rejected, you know, by a child is, is difficult to navigate sometimes. But, yeah. man, I tell you, it, uh, it all comes back around, and the Lord redeems it. It's just uh, the Lord's built a beautiful family for you guys. But yeah. so when you were like, Robbie, you said reading books, and Savannah, I know you're like me. You read everything. The back of the, <laughs> yeah. the back of the toothpaste box. I read everything. I just love to read. But uh, what are some things that you? Because I think you guys prepared as best you could. And so yeah. what are some things uh, you were young and you were trying to fundraise and work in your jobs? What are some things you learned about this process that you're like, you know, we just we didn't know that some things you, you learned through this that would help others? 
You want to speak to that? Oh man. Um, I, mean, I think there's so, I think there's so much. Th- there really is. I think, I think that's the biggest. And I, you know, I'm a, I'm an occupational therapist. So I, as far as like trauma and behaviors, like that's what I do on a daily basis. But I think what I learned through our process is that I know how to do things as a therapist, but doing them in the role of a mom is very different. Yeah. And, you know, you have to give your kids a lot more grace because they see your imperfections just like you, you see theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the biggest thing that we've learned is how much our community plays a huge role in not only our lives, but our girls' lives. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. part of the reason I think our girls are thriving and are doing well is because they we truly have been wrapped around by our family, our extended family, our friends, our church community. Um, even the girls' school has wrapped around us in that way. And so I think that's the biggest thing I learned is just how, you know, you can read all the stuff, you can learn all the things, but finding those people that you can connect with, I think makes the biggest difference in, in the process. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I would like to piggyback off that. Um, I, I think I have two things, the importance of not just having a community, but a community that will pray for you. Oh, um, yeah. we, yeah. Savannah and I both grew up, um, our, our parents were very involved in our lives. And I, and I certainly think our, and know that our parents prayed for us as often as they could and remember, but our grandparents prayed for us daily. And so just, I mean, going, going to the throne and, and, you know, (laughs) coming before God with their requests for protection and for, um, prayers of, you know, asking them to, adjust and to bond and to th- the, the importance of having that not just not just from the parents but also from the grandparents and those and the aunts and uncles and the church and all of that is, is so so important but then i think the other thing i've learned too that's that's been um a a, a glaring gap in my life is just something personal about personal about my relationship with god mm. and in those moments of frustration with my daughters and in those moments of I've said this before, I've, I've told you this before and then just not getting it. I see such a reflection of my own relationship with God yeah. as my father and the times yeah. that he has said, come on, dude. Like I I've told you this, like you've read this in my word, like every day and you're still doing it. You're still not <laughs> doing it. And, and it's been very revealing and eye opening for me um, just as a, as a child of God, to be like, okay, I'm seeing this in my own parenting. Like I'm getting mad at them for this, but then I do the same thing as uh-huh. a child of God. Yeah. Parenting by parenting with grace is just, oh, it's just huge. And it does show you how much the Lord loves us, how patient and long suffering and kind he is yep. with us. Yeah. Yes. Oh yep. yeah. I cannot imagine just going from just you <laughs> and your beautiful little dog and your fun life <laughs> and three Three girls, you know, bringing all that in your ha- house and all the hormones you're going to have and all, <laughs> all, all the that pink going. that's in our house. Yes, yes, and the beautiful new bedrooms and all that. Yeah. But it's just, it's been so fun to watch that journey with you guys. And the you're right, Savannah, the call to community is great. And as you said, Robbie, with prayer, because I got so desperate for it. I put together a little booklet. Is, I called it Prayers for My Chosen Child. And I just, mm. they we printed a bunch of I just share them with people like here's how you can pray for them right and because they don't you know people don't 
they don't know how to shoulder maybe an attachment issue you're having the, in the home or right. food issues you may have. Now, whatever, you know, we all have yeah. any of those things they bring with them, especially from living in an institution. And so you don't want to go into that, all the details with family, but you're just like, would you just pray, right? And yes. and the Lord knows. And so I, I love that call to prayer because it is just uh, imperative for our families and our kids. Yeah. Well, for those considering, let's just kind of, I want to give you one more little question here, but for those considering adoption, do you have any encouragement maybe for those who are a little fearful to step into it? Because the world's a shaky place right now, right? And uh, it really is, but the need is still growing. I mean, the need is huge for the body of Christ to step in and wrap love and care around vulnerable children, whatever that looks like, if it's foster care or adoption or whatever, but what would you say to couples uh, that are considering, um, let's just say international adoption? Yeah. Uh, Number one, the thing I tell everyone who asks about adoption is adopt siblings. (laughs) (laughs) If if you are open and able to it, uh, adopt siblings, siblings, because the the transition home, and again, it's not this way with everyone, and we know that and we understand that, Um, but the transition home was I think so much easier than it than it possibly could have been because they had each other. Yeah. Because they had each other to speak with and play with. Uh, when they were frustrated with me or Savannah, when they couldn't sleep. I mean, our our, our girls take care of each other mm. um, and help each other. And I think having that for for them was 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 just so it was beautiful for us to watch but also it was encouraging for us too because moments where we did fail and moments where we maybe were not enough um they they had each other and oh. so i i encourage everyone i talk to uh, <laughs> to adopt siblings if if they're able to that's a good so, word uh, that's a great way to explain it that's a good word yeah i'd say just if a parent feels feels urge or feels the heart to do it. I think just asking questions and finding out more information, but I also think just taking that leap of faith. Cause yeah. I think if we hadn't have taken that leap of faith, I mean, our family is so mm. much more fun and beautiful and chaotic mm. and joyful. <laughs> and there's so much more laughter. And to think that we would have missed out on that. I just, I can't even imagine. Um, but I think too, some of the fears I had, you know, my biggest fears were the finance piece of it. Yeah. And, the unknowns of, you know, what about the unknown traumas and medical pieces that we just don't understand? I think with the finance piece, looking back, I mean, I wrote down every single time that we got an um, adoption grant or someone that we barely knew sent us money. And I just think that was just the Lord totally honored that call for us. And he, because we took that leap of faith, he, he paved the way for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I just think that if you feel called to the Lord's and open up the doors, you just have to trust that his plan is, is greater. Yeah. I mean, there were times where we, where we had an expense pop up and then a week later we received a check to the penny for it oh, um, mm-hmm. that we were not expecting. And yeah. so just, just trusting God and his faithfulness that if he's called you to something, he's going to, I like the word pave, but he's going to paid the way to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, pay the way too. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, that's that that is so great. And it is just that's why I say it's a faith journey. You know, you just can go as far as he leads you and sometimes he has you wait a bit and sometimes he keeps moving you forward and then it all kind of comes together when he desires. And, you know, just the example of he gave you three girls. He didn't give you an 18-month-old son, right? And yeah. that right. was his timing and that was his direction. Well, guys, you two have been a blessing today. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story today. Yes. You're so welcome. This is, we, I mean, we have found such joy in sharing our story and the girls, we, you know, we've been talking to other families adopting from Taiwan and we'll let them join in on the call. And I think it's cool to see the girls kind of invest in that too and find joy in sharing their stories because I think that's going to be so important for their healing too. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Savannah. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. We, we're so excited to be on this and grateful for the opportunity. Church, a child is orphaned every 18 seconds. The need is as great as it's ever been. And though the process is probably more difficult now, it's very challenging, it's never bigger than the Lord. And the eternal rewards are immeasurable for us, for our kids. We can see children who have lost everything come into our homes and and meet Jesus for the first time. And then we are with the Lord together as a family forever. Take the first step towards foster care or adoption, or call your local Department of Family and Children's Services and offer to help a family reunify, or roll up your sleeves and invest in family preservation. Help the family who's struggling. The need is as great as it's ever been in our world today. And the people of God, we can share the love of God and bring healing to families for all eternity. I really appreciate you joining me today on the Adopting and Fostering Home podcast, which is a ministry of Sin Relief. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend, and you can find more information and subscribe at sinrelief.org. Thanks for listening and making us a part of your adoption and foster care journey.